Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Bursting the Bubble podcast. My name is Pramit, joined as always by Andy Ishsan Rohit. And we are riding the high of Luka Doncic. This man is incredible. We got an NBA episode for you guys coming up. Uh, just finished watching game four of the uh, Mavs and Clippers series. Luka hit a ridiculous three. Huge performance from him. Just he got a the hell double of a game. He had 41, from Mike right? Green. He had 41 or something? He had 40. His... I don't know, man. Lucas stat some, line some was 43. like 40. 43, 17, and 13. Oh, my They showed God. a stat line in the middle of the fourth quarter, and it was already like 36, a 30 15, and yeah. 13 or something like that. Oh didn't, didn't like Lord. LeBron just set a record for having like an insane triple-double, but like this is just as good? Oh, my God. This is probably better. Probably, man. dude. Oh dude, God. how did he get 17 rebounds? I just don't understand. I mean, he's like, really dude, he, I feel like, like he was just he was just scrapping in the paint on offense too. Uh, he would get Jim Rat, Jim Rat, Jim Rat, Jim Rat. Yeah. All right. So let's. So we're gonna go series by series. So obviously, let's start with the Mavs Clippers. Have any of you guys changed your predictions to come over to my side, the correct side of Mavs? I, I don't think one game. I don't think this game is changing my opinion. As of right now, um, if Paul George's struggles continue. I might just have to hop over, but yeah, Paul George um, is strong. I think I think if Paul George like actually shows up, even like twenty points, I don't think the Mavs. Um, you know who the Mavs Chris have waiting in the wings? They have Kristaps. It's over. Yeah, that, that is true. Fully, yes. They have been literally in every game with the Kristaps suspension, with the Luca injury, with the Kristaps injury, and they're like they're in every game, not at full strength. And the Clippers have been like a relentless machine at full strength every game. And still, Luca's just putting this on his back, man. And if you get any contribution, and he's getting really good contribution from his bench. This Mavs bench is a underrated storyline, in my opinion. They are just sinking, sinking their yeah. threes. Seth, Seth Curry is humongous. And uh, who else? Trey Hardaway? Trey Burke, Tim Hardaway Trey Burke, Jr. Hardaway, oh, Trey yeah. Burke, too. I think he had 20 points or something. 25, 25 points. Yeah, that, that's a great contribution off the bench. Yeah, yeah, yeah but if they, if, they get, if they get fully healthy, man. And it's totally possible. Yeah. I didn't even know Kristaps was hurt. So I might. Yeah, to, I was. I, I was really to... surprised when I looked at the starting lineup. I'm like, wait, wait, wait where's that seven three guy? Yeah. He's <laughs> um, gone. He's but honestly, there. like the the Mavs are just negating the Clippers like best like the Clippers strength their defense like, um, the Clippers can't seem to stop Luca. They don't have an answer for anything that he's doing. Uh, I don't know what. First of all, I don't know why they're not switching their best wing defenders. They brought in the the two. Um, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George for a reason. They like traded five first round picks for both of them. Why? Why aren't they switching around to Luca? I, I don't understand. What are the Clippers doing? Near the end of the game, we did have a bunch of Kawhi on Luca. Uh, I don't know about the last possession. I think that might have just been a mistake, uh, which is in itself is bad. But after Luca was kind of dominating for the first half of the first quarter, fourth quarter, when the Clippers started making their comeback, it was because they put Kawhi on Luca. So, I mean, maybe that's an adjustment we see all the time going forward. I don't know. Maybe, yeah, maybe I mean, that's where Paul George can contribute if it's not. We, we, saw, we saw a huge possession in overtime where uh, like Kawhi just shut down uh, Luka in crunch time. I think it was the possession before um, Morris hit the three to put him up. So, I mean, we, we've seen Kawhi succeed in defending Luka, and I think that is a, uh, like a, a change they're going to be making in the future. So, uh, I, it's I I think it's definitely going to go to seven. I predicted originally it would go to six, but I think I had no no clue that the the Mavs would be this good. 
I mean, yeah, Luca's ability to make nuts, dude. all of his teammates, like, he raises their levels and their abilities in creating opportunities for them. And with this, like, pick and rolls that they can create for Luca, as well as um, switching other worst defenders on him, it just makes it super difficult to, like, try to find a solution to stop him. They can't play Lou Williams or Reggie Jackson in crunch time anymore. Like, that will just... Uh... Yeah, it would just be an automatic bucket for Luca. He's too strong. He's actually That's really strong. Than I thought. Yeah, he's no. Yeah, he's they can't even he's be on the floor. They can't even be on the floor because Luca will hunt that mismatch, right? Yeah, right. yeah, that's true. So I, that, I, that's two of your. That's two really good ball handlers, and Luke in Lou Williams, your second best offensive player that cannot be on the floor in crunch time. Like, so. Yeah, like this was really similar to when like LeBron tried the similar stuff with when they were playing the Warriors, especially where they were trying to get. Either Curry switched on either him or uh, Kyrie, like getting that mismatch and then taking advantage of it. So it's yeah, I feel like you always see that game plan for anyone playing the Warriors too. I, I think the most extreme example definitely is the Rockets. They yeah, would definitely. Straight up waste like sixteen seconds of the shot clock just trying to get Curry on Harden, and I think and, that and was it the, ultimate the first device. couple of years. But then like slowly, Steve Kerr started adjusting, and you would have Steph Curry show really hard and then recover really hard, um, and then the, eventually they they kind of got away with it. And they stopped hunting Curry as much. Obviously, Curry did have his fair share of one v one on Harden, but he wasn't as much of a liability in an automatic bucket as Lou Will and Reggie Jackson are becoming for Luca. I mean, we shouldn't detract from the Clippers. The Clippers are still playing really well. Like I think Kawhi's averaging thirty plus in the series. Thirty three, yeah. Yeah, it's and Lou Will had a huge game. He almost he dropped like thirty something 36, also. 36, yeah. Then. I mean, I. This is just it's this is such a good series, dude. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I still scored. have high hopes for the Clippers, considering yeah. all that they've gone through, and the series is still tied to a piece. That yeah, makes, and, and don't forget, all like the Clippers the have gone through, all the like, Mavs have gone through. No, no, yeah, no, like all like Luca had to do all this, and they won the game, right? But it's still it's still a tied series. Like, there's so much room for adjustments and changes that they can still implement, and they're still in this series, like. Yeah, I mean, by definition, both teams are still in this series, and I but I just think the Mavericks have more in the tank. By just by virtue of bringing more people on the floor, I don't know. If, I I think Paul George is an extreme wild card here. If he can yeah. do anything at all, then like, the Clippers think, win in yeah. six. <laughs> yeah, I, I think yeah. If he can do anything at all, the Clippers win. But if he continues playing like uh, like pandemic P, man, this is not happening. It's rough. This guy's uh, just breaking everything, man. It, it's it's yeah. sad to watch. I, I feel like he's been doing that for the for a couple playoffs now. Um. I, I haven't really seen a, a great Paul George offense or Paul George being great on offense since his MVP year at the at, towards the end of the year. Um, I think that was last season. Um, what, which year did it Paul play the Jazz is, with Russell Westbrook? And he had like one game of 36. Two years ago, I think. And then he said, playoff, y'all ain't never seen playoff P before. And then he could, proceeded to shit the bed and Donovan Mitchell carried that team. I thought that was hilarious. Wait, we also like Luca was hurt this game, wasn't he? Like his yes. ankle was was messed up. Like this is, I don't know. I'm still in awe of this man. What a game! This is this is too much. Yeah. Great job by the NBA, man. I'm so glad we get to see this. Yeah. Like, they they could have just punted on the season. I just want to shout out Adam Silver. I know you're listening. Thanks, man. <laughs> Appreciate that. Yes. Yeah. This was this was a this was a hell of a game. And so, so Andy, are you defecting? I'm I'm not. You're not. I, I'm still staying players. with my original pick of Clippers and seven. Okay. Um, 
it, the Mavs, the Mavs certainly made it a lot closer than I actually expected it to be. But I, I still feel like um, the Clippers can pull it out. Like, don't forget, they had like a twenty point lead in the first half. Yeah, yeah, they and were, then, like and they just started crumbling. Yeah. Like, I, I don't expect them to do that more. Um, yeah, I feel like the intensity was just much higher on the Mavs side than the Clippers. Definitely, side. definitely in the beginning of the second guys. half as well. <laughs> what I really wanna, yeah, I really want to see what how the Clippers react if they go down in the series. Suppose like the Mavs win the next game and they're down 3-2. I want to see how Kawhi and PG kind of... I have um, no but, worries that Kawhi will be able to react. Kawhi exactly. has been everywhere. And he, yeah, so yeah. I really want to see... I mean, see Kawhi is emotionless, right? So yeah. it doesn't matter to him. He, he'll, he'll continue to drop his 35 points. 35. All those turnaround mid-range, man. Line the drive. laser shots, no arcs. Like, yeah, I mean, there's there's like a couple of players in in both NFL and NBA, and you can just see that the game, it, the moment literally does not matter to them. Uh, yeah. Draw a parallel to Tom Brady. Like every time this man is down or anything, he's just locked in, you know, laser focus, and he's just there's no emotion on his face, whether he's up, whether he's down. He's just clinical, and that's the it's great, just that's, game, that, dude. That's the it's best word the I can game. use to describe yeah. why he's clinical. Yeah crazy uh i'm so i originally thought the clippers would win this in six i i think it's definitely going to go to seven now um and again i'm still sticking with the clippers same kind of reasons as andy but i would not be surprised at all if the Mavs pull this out yeah i mean i it, yeah it's like game seven anything could happen in one yeah. one yeah. game um but i i'm going to go with the clippers for this one yeah yeah. This is kind of how I thought the series would go out. I, I had a lot of faith in the Mavs coming this in. This is not at all how I thought it would go, I, dude. I, I thought I, I knew the Mavs had like the highest offensive rating ever, and that has to count for something. I know they can't stop you on defense, and that showed that they're the Clippers were making bucket after bucket down the stretch. But then, I mean, you can't you can't stop the Mavs either. They have shooters all over. It's a really nicely built team. You got two stars that play yeah. that mesh really well together. It's a well built team. If you have a well built team that's breaking records, they're doing it for a reason. So that's I mean. I mean, I'm not surprised at all with the way the series is going. Yeah, I feel like I thought that Luca would play out of his mind. Not obviously not this insane, but I feel like he would have. I, I was. Uh, I felt like he would have gone off, but it wouldn't have been enough to overcome the talent that's on the Clippers roster. Yeah, that that's that was my thinking as well. Yeah, he's he's had like what two triple doubles already in his first yeah. four playoff two, games. Forty plus games out of out of three out of. Four. Yeah, out of four, yeah. and one of them he was like. Granted, this this goal. technically isn't his first playoff because he's had Euroleague experience, but oh, yeah. still, this is impressive for anyone making their NBA playoff team. Yeah, dude, I love how he just like nails a three to win this game, and then like two minutes later, he just casually giving an interview about it, like without like any <laughs> like expression on his face. Like I just don't understand. Jobs not finished. jobs not finished. Yep. Like, dude, I make a layup in basketball, and I'm like jumping <laughs> for joy. I mean, there's a little bit of uh, skill difference between you and Luca, but just I, I see it. dude, he's 21 years old, dude. I know. Yeah. It's depressing. We're getting old. Yeah, yeah. man. All right, uh, let's move on to the next series. Uh, let's talk about the Lakers and the Blazers. Uh, Blazers came out shocked. I would say shocked the world, but I don't know. I mean, I mean, I pretty much call it this exact thing. They would come out. Yeah. We kind of we kind of talked about it. They might have shocked them in game game one or two, and they came yeah. out and and uh, beat them in game one. Yeah. Rohit's I'm just happy. I'm just happy. Like two, two, two of my most important predictions. Yeah. We'll get to the East, where I kind of, kind of did not do as hot. But as of right now, I've completely called this Lakers Blazers series. Hopefully, the Lakers finish out just to give me that. that See, I think um, as a Lakers fan, or like as someone who wants the Lakers to succeed, it's winning. You mean, like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. As a LeBron, <laughs> okay, 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 <laughs> yeah. I get it. 
I'm just saying for someone, not me particularly. But um, winning, like losing the first game, is actually you could see it as a blessing in disguise, considering that from now on and maybe through the rest of the playoffs, their intensity might be a bit higher than what it would have been if they had easily won the series. It like lights a fire under them. Yeah, like, like similarly, yeah. Um, last year, uh, Magic won the first game against the Raptors, and then I that guess, kind of yeah, the Raptors really. kind of helped them, you know, later on. But yeah. I mean, then you get to you get to put a snarl on Le, on LeBron's face, and when that snarl is there, I don't think anyone's beating that LeBron, man. That that LeBron is is peak LeBron when he when he finally decides to you know, take matters into his own hands, and he's feeding his teammates because he knows he's going to need them for the later series. But at some point, you know, he takes the takes the he takes the game over like like no one I've ever seen. It's ridiculous. Hey, man, Luca might be on that on that way. Yeah, that's true. Let's see. Yeah. No, but dude, I'm just curious. Like, if LeBron drives every time, like, what's gonna stop him from scoring? Dude, he's every gonna time? get tired, bro. That's the yeah. yeah, like that's the main issue. But like, no, like sometimes, like in the in the finals last year, or not the finals last year, like two years before, and then whenever you played the Warriors, sometimes he would just inexplicably like just miss right at the rim. Like, oh, I do remember that out. in the 27, the first year with Kevin Durant, he actually did that. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, exactly. And that's just him being tired. Like he, yeah. as as superhuman as he might seem, he does have some faults, has some limits. Some limits. Uh, who else has been big in that series? Uh, I mean, obviously, uh, Dame Mello yeah. had a nice game. I think no, CJ no. McCollum has really stepped up. I, I, I was never that big of a CJ McCollum believer, but you know he's been really pulling his own weight, especially in these playoffs. Uh, at least twenty plus, I think, every night, which is which is all Dame can really ask for. Because yeah. Dame's going to put up his 30, 40 plus, right? But it, it, it won't mean anything if he doesn't get that secondary contribution from either Melo or CJ McCollum. And that's why they're kind of in games, in my opinion. Yeah, something interesting I've noticed that Portland is doing on defense is putting Gary Trent Jr. on LeBron James. He's so and, much smaller. How does it work? Yeah, I, I, I don't know why they're doing that. It seems like for some stretches it works, but then other times LeBron just completely dominates Gary Trent, like as you would expect. So I, I feel like... Um, I feel like the Portland should get away from that. I don't. I but who don't do know they have? Necessarily. Uh, but <laughs> who do they I, I have other that... than Gary Trent? Carmelo. <laughs> she. Yeah. Dude, yeah, that's like the issue with every team that has to defend the Lakers. I mean, that's a tough. Unless you have like yeah. Kawhi. Even if you have Kawhi, Kawhi's gonna eventually gonna get tired. You know, guarding him every position. So like, it's impossible to find the right balance of defending LeBron while also not like exhausting too many resources. That's why you need a Warriors type blueprint where you have a, a designated LeBron stopper and Andre Iguodala that way. So you're saying the Heat have the formula now? The Heat have the formula to win. I mean, we, we saw, I feel like Nurkic is getting just shut down this series because he just can't keep up with Anthony Davis. I mean, he cannot. Yeah. <laughs> it's completely different levels of play. Anthony Davis yeah. is like a top tier, almost, I think he's on the bridge of a superstar. I wouldn't call him like a superstar. No, I think he's a superstar, no, he's, a, dude. he's a superstar. He's the best. The reason why is if, if, you give, if you give a superstar a team in like five, ten years, they should be able to do anything in the playoffs. Anthony Davis has had a team surrounding him, and he has not been able to carry his team through the playoffs. He has failed in the playoffs almost every season, save that one time against the Blazers. Now, that cannot be a top ten player if, if you have a decent team around you and you can't do anything. Wait, I'm you think saying, he's not top ten? Dude, I, I think he's the best at his position. I mean, you I think Anthony Davis is in top ten? I I don't think Anthony Davis is top ten. 
Dude, he's the best big man in the league. I don't care. He's not good enough to carry his own team to do to have any success. You put Luke on a team, you put Harden on a team, so you're basically you put Steph, Giannis, any of okay, those so players on their own team. And they so will get something done in the playoffs. Andy so Davis has done nothing in the playoffs. Okay, wait. So you're basically faulting him for the position he plays, not yes, his Yes, I am. I am. I am so totally that's, how is that his problem? That's it's not just, his I'm just saying he's not a top 10 player. All dude, those other okay. players can't. It's, it's not even his fault. Like you said, it's, it's by the function of what he plays. He needs someone else to set him up. And when he doesn't have that, he, ha- he cannot initiate his own offense. It's not his fault. He's a great player. But just because you're the best punter in the league doesn't put you in the top 100. Just because he's the best center in the league doesn't put him in the top 10. That's my point. He may be very good. He's, he's very, very good. He's excellent next to LeBron. But he is not a star, a superstar on his own, in my opinion. I'd say he's look, the reason that the Pelicans were even in playoff contention those years, though. Sure. But yeah, you, but yeah. he's not at the level that he can make, make them do anything in the playoffs, which is what a superstar should be able to do. A top-tier okay. all-star, Here, like Paul thing, George like, on the Pacers or Anthony Davis on the Pelicans, they can get their team to the playoffs, but they won't do shit. Okay, here's the thing. Who did Anthony Davis really have? He had Drew Holiday, and that was pretty much it. He had, like, Etwan Moore in the starting lineup. Yeah, had, like, Jaleel for Okafor. a bit. Not in the playoffs. But... Marcus Carson's got injured. I know, Dude, I know, okay. I know. Also, you're comparing people who play in completely different systems. Like, you can't compare Stephen Curry because he has such a great system that he plays in, and the coaching that Steve Kerr provides is just not the same as what he had in New Orleans. But the point is that it's it's easier to build around Steph Curry than it is to build around Anthony Davis, as evidenced it's by the not. fact that... As evidence from the first ten year that he was playing and he wasn't doing anything. It's Steph? That it's not. Yeah, what was he doing for the first like? He was just years? injured for the first four years of his career. And then okay, he got... yes, but he, okay, even if he was healthy, I don't think he would have been playing at the level that he was playing right now. He What's was like, point? it depends on the system that you play in. Like, you can't just say, "Oh, this guy's bad." I yeah, I actually completely agree with that. Steve Kerr simply transformed him. Um, okay, okay, we can we can we can we can we can remove Steph Curry. That's fine with me. But there's other players, there are other superstars in the league that I think have deserved their their status and anthony davis simply has not not even his fault he, he plays he plays a position that cannot carry a team a center cannot joel Embiid cannot carry a team and that's evidenced by his 4-0 sweep right like a center simply cannot be a top 10 player if they cannot carry their own team i i, I disagree very hard with that but let's move on because we yeah. got to get to the other series as well uh so ad you don't think he's top 10 but he's a great player he's, he's a great been player destroying Nurkic that is true um yeah the defense from the Lakers has really showed up this series if, if not in game one but at least game two and game three you saw it sequence I mean, they, like held, three them, they held up to 100 I mean game one they, they still were very they just couldn't yeah. buy a bucket yeah uh 84 points for the Blazers in game two uh game three I don't know exactly how many but it wasn't a whole lot uh I think the Lakers have, like you just said, losing game one woke them up. I think they're going to take the rest of the series. Uh, I, I think agree as well. The Blazers might contend for one more game, but I'm thinking it might be five. Yeah, five or six. Yeah. Um, so let's move on to the Nuggets and Jazz. Uh, it's a huge surprise for me, honestly. Yeah, yeah, I did same. not see this one coming at all. The Nuggets have been getting destroyed for the past six quarters, I think. Like, game three was ugly. Yeah, and... I think, like, this is the biggest, um, like, effect that the bubble playoffs has had on a series. Really? Okay. What's your Considering, point? I feel like, I think it just shows the talent. The talent just, I don't know, I just think, you wouldn't have seen this type of performance if the Jet- Nuggets had two home games in a row. But the Utah have their fans yelling racist shit all the time. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> I don't know. 
I mean, I mean that's a fair point. Yeah, they completely like destroy them at every like. Donovan Mitchell, man. Yeah. Donovan Mitchell, man. Yeah, Donovan Mitchell is really good. He's he was uh, clutch baskets. Yeah, he was leading the bubble right in terms of points per game. I don't know really? if he still is, but he was. I mean, mainly because he had a fifty-seven pointer game one, but he's been. Oh, in the in the playoffs. In the playoffs, yeah. The oh, bu- okay, yeah, sorry, okay. playoffs, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. He's he's huge. Uh, Gobert came up huge in Game Three as well. Conley, yeah, Conley went seven for eight. Oh yeah, Mike yes. Conley just came back for Game Three, and you saw yeah. how much impact he can have. He had twenty-seven points. He must have had a conversation with Fred Van Vliet. Yes, about <laughs> energy and draining threes. Father dude. energy. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I I, uh, not, I I think I we all picked the Nuggets. Uh, I yeah. might have to change that, dude. I mean, at least this is going to six. But uh, I think yeah. I, I I don't even know, man. I need to see one more game. If the Jazz, yeah, I think dominate, it's it's too early to call to at this point. But what is it? Two one or two two? It's two one. It's two one. It's two one right now. So like, I I feel like a lot of times people overreact whenever they see a blowout. But a blowout isn't necessarily an indication of how the series is going to go. I think I saw a stat the other day that uh, when teams are blown out by 20-plus points, the, um, uh, that team still goes on to win the series 45 or 43% of the time or something like that, which is honestly pretty crazy to me. That's a fair and, point. I, I, I remember a lot of people called the 2016 Warriors-Cavs final one of the greatest finals of all time. But except for Game 7, all those games were decided by double digits. Right, those are mostly blowouts, of one side or the other. So yeah, we, I guess we yeah I, yeah. I mean, I'm at fault for overreacting here. Uh, yeah, I feel like teams know how to pick their spots. I guess like when they realize it's over, they'll they'll call it themselves. But yeah, I I don't know. I just I I watched the game three, and it was just such a bad game to watch, and Utah just looked unstoppable. Uh, but my my thing is when the Nuggets have like Murray and you know Jokic and Michael Porter Jr. and two of them are clicking every game, that also looks unstoppable. I just don't understand. Yeah, Murray's been struggling. Uh, I think he had a good game one, but he's been struggling the last two games. How's the uh, Gobert Jokic matchup doing? Uh, yeah, Gobert Jokic. Is dominating. Yeah, Jokic has twenty four points. Yeah, Jokic's defense is not being. It's not stopping Gobert at all. Yeah, last game, no one on the Nuggets had. Above fifteen points. Oh my god! Bull, bull. They only had eighty-seven points total. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was fun to watch Bull, bull in garbage time. That was nice. Weren't they gonna bring him out, like, as a possible like playoff push or something? Wasn't there rumors like before the bubble started? Bringing who out, Bobo? Bobo, yeah. I mean, yeah, that 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 game, that first game in the bubble where they trotted out that massive lineup was hilarious. <laughs> oh wait, I just want to, I just want to bring this up. I, I found this hilarious when the, when the when the Mavs had that out of bounds play with 0.2 seconds left on the clock today. Their only chance was to just lob it to the rim and hope for a tip in, and they put Bobon in. Imagine if Bobon had the game winning game winner just yeah. by standing over everyone else. And, oh my god! <laughs> just, he doesn't even jump. He just puts his hand up. Oh my god! I, I, so I legitimately funny. thought that would work. Yeah, who yeah, can stop it? Yeah, I know. Anthony Davis dude, cannot. Should, dude, imagine if Bobon could jump like decently like, well. He doesn't yeah. need to jump. That's the thing. He just turns around, does his one-handed thing from like the middle of the paint, and just swishes it in. It's so beautiful. It's I watched his post-game interview after they won that. I think game two or something, and it was hilarious, man. Boban's hilarious. Oh, the one with Shaq. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the guy. Yeah, Boban's. So, who do you who do you guys have winning the series now? 
I mean, as of right uh, now, leaning toward the Jazz, but I, I again, yeah, probably too close to call. Yeah, I mean, so after after the first two games, even though the the Jazz kind of blew them out in the second half, uh, I thought that the Jazz, like the Jazz success, was unsustainable. I didn't think that they'd be able to hold that up in multiple games. So I still picked the Nuggets, but after Game Three, I feel like the Jazz could definitely like take this it really depends on how the nuggets can respond in in game four and if they look like if they look anything like they did in game three dude it's going to be it's going to be like a five game series Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, i'm hoping that the nuggets can find a way to yeah create some fire i'm hoping that's how i'm going to pick the nuggets and i think it's early enough where they can still and this blowout will definitely motivate them to you know keep the like push the intensity up for the next couple games so i think they can have a chance to do this, so I'm gonna go for Nuggets. Yeah, I, I thought this would be a close series um, at the beginning as well. Uh, yeah, that's why too. I picked the Nuggets in seven. And yeah, like I said before, blowouts aren't necessarily an indication of how the series is going to go. So I expect the Nuggets to, as you just said, wake up, bounce back, and um, I, I, I'm expecting a big performance from Jokic today. Um, and, and I think it's I'm still going to remain with my prediction, Nuggets in seven. All right. Uh, let's head on over to the final Western Conference matchup between the Rockets and the Thunder. This is another shocker to me. Uh, yeah, I agree. At well, least for the first the two games, uh, like the Nuggets were. Hey, sorry, the the Rockets were clapping them. Like it wasn't. It wasn't even like the games weren't even competitive. Dude, it felt like it was a regular season game. Like yeah, yeah. Like I was like, dude, James Harden shouldn't be doing this in the playoffs. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Russell Westbrook uh, apparently has not been ruled out for Game 4, so we could be seeing a completely different series. That'd be pretty sick, but uh, that, that Game 3 was very fun to watch Yeah, uh, with Chris Paul, I think, doing what he does best, just controlling the game and then pulling up pretty clutch at the end. I don't know, it was, it was a good, it's a good series, I think, still. Yeah, I mean, if, if Game 3 is an indication, then yes. I'm just hoping that Game 3 was the, the wake-up call for... for uh thunder yeah uh watching that game uh yesterday i have a new favorite player in the nba and his name goes by Lorenz dort dort uh, shutting down yeah. Harden, man just shutting down Harden. yeah um this guy like probably one of the better hardened defenders in the league like he can stay he's physical enough to stay with that big body um and fast enough to move his feet uh like you saw multiple possessions he was moving his feet keeping keeping Harden contained just no easy task and just blocking, blocking out of bounds, like more, more often than not, actually. So I find it pretty confusing that Harden went three for thirteen from the three point line and still, still ended up thirty-eight points. That's great. Yeah, that, that I mean, that's just what he does. I remember one time he shot like, I think he had like eight made field goals and he had thirty with just three throws. No, I think like him scoring high points isn't necessarily a terrible thing for the Thunder if they can keep their offensive pace up as well as prevent other people from getting into the game. If it's just James Harden by himself, they can prop, they can like find ways to win the game, I think. Like it's not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I think Harden can carry a, a, a series especially against a team like the Thunder. Yeah, but if I, he, I think he goes he Yeah, but if he was 3 for 13, I wouldn't be Well, that's I not him like, carrying be, a series. But. Yeah, that's just him getting points out of like random crap like 11. Okay, he did have How many free throws did he have? Uh, he made 11 so like yeah he took 15 free throws so i mean yeah uh, if you want some stats on andy going back to dort uh james harden is apparently five for 34 
when he's being defended by by Dort. Uh, and yeah, no I one, mean you can see it. Like yeah, he, no one has guarded him better. Yeah. I, I think just, they, I just think we sorry. I, I just think we were robbed of a beautiful Russell Westbrook, Chris Paul switcheroo from the fan crowds. Yeah. Like imagine Russell Westbrook coming back to the Thunder, to the Chesapeake Energy Arena. No, it's just that, like God. There, yeah, so there's fun. been a few moments where I'm like super sad that we get robbed of these moments. Like this one, like Luca's game winner. They at would have home. been playing at home. Oh yeah. yeah. What a moment that would have been. Yes. Yes. But uh yeah. At least we're getting basketball. I mean, you can't, you can't complain. Yeah, uh, how do you guys see the series going? Uh, I still think the Rockets are taking this one, five or six games, maybe. Especially if Westbrook's back, I think it'll be, like you said, if if sure Harden's getting shut down, uh, and Andy and sorry, Ishis was talking about depending on other options on the team. So if if Westbrook comes back, I think this is a this is a, a lock. Dude, imagine the scenario where Russell Westbrook comes back and then the Thunder win the series. He's still on the Thunder in his heart. In he's his still watching the Thunder win playoff series. Dude, he straight up become well, he would become a meme at that point, dude. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. That's hilarious. Alright. Yeah. Who else been Dennis Schroeder has been huge also, right? Yeah. SGA, yeah, bro. Really... Yeah, the game and Shea Gilgis, yeah. Yeah. I'm a, See, I'm, 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 I'm a curious, fan of the Thunder. I'm curious as to how much um Credit you want to give to Chris Paul for making everyone else play better. I mean, was he? He was my he was my MVP. Yeah, he was your boy. Serious. That's why I'm bringing that out. Yeah, I love. But him, I think man. his. I think he's like either teaching them or like just setting a good example for uh, Schroeder and. Yeah, SGA. veteran veteran presence is something that cannot be uh, overstated, especially in the playoffs and crunch time. These are young players; they've never really. See, it's a it's a new team, right? This is their first year playing together as currently constructed. And Chris Paul can just come in and control, like, as a point guard. He has that name for a reason. Like, he's just been doing this his entire career. His basketball IQ is off the charts. He'll just calmly take in the game and always, always make the correct decision. And that usually leads to great basketball, which is what's happening. And I love the aggressiveness from Schroeder and SGA. Like, considering it's they haven't had that much playoff experience, they're definitely taking it to the rim a lot. Which is I mean, there's no rim protection. You have to take it to the rim. Yeah, exactly. That small ball. So, what, what do you guys think? I still got the thunder. I still got the thunder. I think I would not be surprised if the Rockets win, especially with this the way they won the first two games. But yeah, I'm holding out hope that Chris Paul can pull through for me. Yeah, I mean the the game three performance is a promising sign that yeah. Thunder still got it. Um, what about I you? Would, I would say Rockets, but I really want to see Russell Westbrook play. If you, I want to see him play one game. I'm just I'm just curious as to what's going to happen when yeah. Westbrook comes on. Like you, you just you give me you give me a new thing to hope for. I really, like, you really, really want that to happen. Dude, no, no, like you never know. Like it's not like a crazy idea. It could happen that they just start playing. I, I it's possible. James, Westbrook James. has been playing out of his mind recently, or like yeah. before he got injured. So, in- interesting thought, definitely. Uh, I I originally had this had the series also going to seven. Um, I feel like a lot most of the Western Conference series are pretty close. Um, so, so something uh, I, I kind of noticed in Game Three was that Stephen Adams wasn't really doing anything. Um, that is true. Like, I noticed that as well. Yeah, he didn't get any offensive rebounds, and then when the Thunder tried to enter the ball into him, like they were just turning it over, throwing it to like PJ Tucker, Robert Covington. Someone was coming over to 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 swipe the ball. Um, so, if Billy Donovan makes the right adjustments and puts in Dort or Gallinari a lot more, uh, I, I think. 
based on game three, the, the, the Thunder can still pull it out. So or just I'm, tell Steven oh, Adams to impose his will. Like They cannot stop him on yeah. the offensive or defensive class. He has to do something. Yeah, he has to do something if um, if if he wants to stay in the court. But yeah, I, I still it's just have... tough for a big man to impact the game. Oh boy. <laughs> uh, anyways, <laughs> anyways. All right, let's go to the east. Yeah, let's go to the east. Uh, let's start at the top here. Uh, Bucks Magic. Uh, another instance of lighting a fire under you for a game one loss. Giannis is on fire, man. That man. Giannis is. That man is dunking on everyone and then beating his chest like a silverback. Silverbacks in the NBA. Yes. I mean, there's there's no question here for me. The the Magic are too injured. Uh, The Bucks are too good. Do you think this would have been a series if the Magic were fully healthy? No. No. (laughs) Dude, Dude, if Giannis is trying his hardest, I don't think... Yeah, if Giannis is trying his hardest, it's not... But I don't know. I mean, they they caught a game off them. You think they could have like they won the first poached game another game off they them? Just, they won the first game and they just unleashed a beast at that point. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The moment you see the moment you see that Eurostep dunk through the through no, the, the spin key. dunk, dude. He got says he has a new thing. It's a spin dunk and he just yams it on everyone from the free throw line. It's crazy. It's yeah, over. not happening. Not happening. Yeah. All right, let's move to another series that's not happening at all. That's the Raptors versus Nets. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's also currently playing East. right now. Yeah, the East. This first round sucks, but I think I was saying this earlier, maybe before we started recording. The the second round, I think, is going to be extremely fun. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, this game's going on right now. Uh, it looks oh, like... Raptors Nets going on right now. Yeah, the Raptors are up by two. Yeah. Four now. You're late. Is it four? Oh, yes. boy. And but, they will yeah. be up by four in the series as well. As well. <laughs> yeah, I, I. this is going to be a sweep. I think uh, what's his face? Fred Van Vliet. I think Fred, is Fred Van Vliet. Uh, is he? Is his contract up at the end of this year? Yeah, he he will be a free agent. I think he's gonna get paid so much. And deservedly so. He's pretty good, man. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, this series only backs that up. So Heat. <laughs> I mean, in other news, uh, Nick Nurse did win Coach of the Year. So. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, we got the Heat and the. Sorry, the Celtics and the the Sixers that ended today. I think the Sixers still got it. I think they still got a chance. Sixers in nine. The Sixers in nine. They got it, bro. They're gonna pull it out. Ben Simmons is gonna come out, uh, come back from the gulag. (laughs) The vlogs are no more. Yeah, no more vlogs. That's a shame. Oh man, we might get one more. It's gonna start off with like a big sigh. So we're out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Matisse I mean, so Harris took a took a smack today. Oh yeah, that was that, that was scary. Ugly. Glad to see him uh, walking. Yeah, he was he was good after that. A blood on the court. Yeah, and everything. I feel like out of all four of us, Roy was really adamant that the Sixers could do something. But I think yeah. it was like on just on paper, it made sense that the Boston would destroy. It. Like they would take this pretty easily, considering how much talent they had on in shooters and just Embiid being on his own. Really. Yeah, I thought I thought they had. I thought I thought Tobias Harris was like good. I thought Al Horford was like you know some. They would do something to help. Uh, yeah, I, I they did the, not I help think at the all. The Celtics could handle the Sixers' size and vice versa, but turns out they could and not vice versa. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it felt like the Celtics either like they had that three of Kemba, Tatum, and Jalen Brown, and it felt like two of those three any given day were going off. And they're gonna so, get Hayward back, so this is a very dangerous team. Yeah, it's it's gonna be a, a fun team to watch in the next rounds. Uh so 
let's move on to the final first round Eastern Conference, which was the Heat and the Pacers. I also thought this would be close, but it's like not. the East, nothing is close. The only, I mean, is, the only lower seed team that's won a game is the Magic. Is the Magic, I know. Oh my god, this should be sweeps all around. I think yeah. this also might be an impact of like not having home court advantage. Yeah. I feel like with, with the Pacers, um, if, they, if they were playing at home, it would be a much closer game. But it's just um, when you have no fans cheering you on, the, your strengths and weaknesses get like um, get highlighted a lot more. And uh, the results are much more consistent on a game-by-game basis. And I, I think you're kind of seeing that in the East. Everything is like 4-0, 4-1. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, sorry. The, the yeah. Heat are actually the lower-seeded team. They're the five-seed. Yeah. <laughs> so... Uh. They will skew um, that statistic in any way. Yeah. In terms of the Pacers, I think uh, Victor Oladipo was not the healthiest he could have been, as well as Sabonis not being in the game. Yeah, that, that I think that's really Sabonis, it. yeah, not being there is a big impact. I think Sabonis was there. I think Indiana actually had a chance to win this series, but without him, it's kind of tough. Mm-hmm. I think spe- talking about the bubble and unique circumstances, I think teams that will shine the most are extremely well-coached teams, like the Heat and the Raptors. Their coaches have been proved, battle-tested and proven. They run a very tight ship, and I really think that they will shine, both of those teams, with the yeah. adjustments and being able to stay focused without fans, having good, solid leadership and team principles. That'll go a long way in keeping the team on track and focused. Yeah, and it feels like this Heat team is just full of leaders, right? You see, like, Goran Dragic, like, he's obvi- like his game performance is huge, but... He just seems like oh, I saw that clip too. Yeah, yeah. There was like that whole like highlight montage, montage yeah. of him just like picking up his teammates. Like he's he's clearly a leader on this team. Uh, Butler is obviously a, a leader, uh, and you have like just other guys stepping up huge. Like Duncan Robinson has been really good this series. He's been hitting threes In from general, everywhere this, this entire year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the culture and the Heat is just so it's such a good fit, especially with bringing Jimmy Butler back into the mix. It's just. His leadership and bringing everyone accountable for themselves just they just work well together. I mean, y'all ever notice that? Sorry, okay, sorry, continue. My point is um, extremely stupid. I mean, I kind of wanted to point over the TJ Warren Jimmy kind of matchup, I guess. Oh, that's over, dude. It's over. Like, Jimmy straight took it to him, dude. Every time <laughs> he matched him up defensively, and every time TJ was on him on defense, he straight took it to him, dude. Yep, that's great. Yeah, he, he said he was gonna do it, and he did it. <laughs> that's what I love about Jimmy, man. No bullshit there. No, I was so happy for him. Like, yeah, he's, a, he's, he's, gone he's in a team that that believes in him and is built yeah. for him. I just exactly. want to make the point that Bam Adebayo looks exactly like Dwight Howard. This Dwight is ridiculous. Howard. That's this is crazy. I'm just seeing this for the first time. Oh yeah, I didn't know what he looked like, so I googled him. <laughs> he looks like he looks like Dwight. Bam is Bam is good. Yeah, he is quite good. Yeah, I think this would be a nice segue to just a really quick preview of the next round of in the East because that'll be super interesting. Like Rohit said. Uh, I think that the Heat will beat the Bucks. I definitely think the Heat will. I, I definitely, 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 definitely. I really, I really see it happening. Like I think Bam especially matches up really well with in defending Giannis. I think they have a chance, but I don't know anything about definitely. Especially, I definitely the- see. I wouldn't be surprised. Okay, like I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, obviously it's tough, but I think they match up really well with what the Bucks have. Yeah. So, like we were saying, uh, the Heat do have a two and zero record pre bubble. And then they lost their only game in the bubble against the Bucks. So, I mean, they definitely can do it. I don't know about Will, especially with the best player in, in the league right now, the presumptive league MVP. Uh, you can't count that out. If he turns it on, uh, they definitely have more high-end talent. Like I said, the Heat are better coached. So maybe 
they can do something there. But yeah. it will be interesting no matter what. I think if there's going to be an upset in the second round on either conference, it's going to be here. I think Miami can beat the, the Bucks. Yeah, it's a good matchup. The Bucks probably yeah. are pretty mad that they have to play the Heat. So there's that. Yeah. That's Wait, true. why would they be mad? I mean, they that that's like the worst matchup for them, honestly. I oh, think out of okay. all the teams in the East, the Heat are the worst matchup for them. No, yeah, I mean the intensity in these games is gonna be insane. Yes, it's gonna be good with how hard they're trying. Yeah, I also think yeah, the, Raptors it's a playoff, the, Celtics, the Raptors and the Celtics is gonna be a great series. I have the Raptors yeah. personally, but again, this is two evenly matched teams, very very uh, well matched and yeah, similar style. I know the Celtics were like impressive. I didn't think they were this good. I don't know if that's just because the the Sixers were just such a good matchup for them, or like I don't know what it was, but I think. Like, Brad Stevens is a great coach. You talk about well-coached teams. I think the Celtics are a well-coached team. That is true. And, uh, like, that rotation of Kemba, Jalen, and uh, and Tatum, I think that's going to be, obviously, a huge, huge factor. And then once they get Gordon Hayward back, I think they can... I don't know if they'll win, because the Toronto... Like, the Raptors are, like, the deepest team in the in the league. Depth doesn't really matter in the playoffs, but yeah. Yeah. Is, yeah. That's I think some of the bigger the uh, the knocks on the Celtics like during their regular season was that they didn't have a deep enough rotation and that their big men aren't good enough um, to to like produce anything. But again, that's those two factors. I, f- I feel like are completely nullified by the playoffs. Um, as as Rohit was just saying, um, depth doesn't really matter as much in the playoffs, and also none of these teams uh, are like. Um, none of these teams have really that dom- dominant center that is, that is just going to physically impose their will. Um, so, so, so those two, I feel like those two weaknesses are definitely out of the out of the table. Um, and yeah, the Celtics can definitely uh, make some noise in that in the playoffs. It's just, I remember you had the Raptors coming out of the East. Uh, are you still that bullish on them? I had the Raptors coming out of the East. Um, yeah, I would take the Raptors over the Celtics. I think personally. Um, one worry I have for the Celtics is how they got um, eliminated last year um, against the Bucks. I think they definitely it was definitely evident that they weren't um, talented enough to handle Giannis. So I was definitely worried about it. Uh, I think the Raptors are better suited with because they have solid big men on their roster and they're more well rounded. But you know, anything can happen. I mean, of course they were going to lose to the Bucks. I, I, I didn't think that was a Excellent point. <laughs> Just because the Bucks were really good last year in the Celtics, and then they're not playing the Bucks, so they're playing they're the in the future. If they, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, whatever. It should be fun. East will it'll be maybe as entertaining as the West is in this round. In this so. first round, yeah. yeah. It's such East a top-heavy conference. East is catching up. At least they're putting out quality. You know, you used to just be LeBron. Now we're getting yeah. multiple teams, which is always fun. It's it's nice that you know I I'm almost I know like everyone's a Warriors fan here, but it's nice to not have the Warriors in the playoffs and just see all these other teams do something. I wouldn't say nice to not have the Warriors, but it's it is nice to not know what's going to happen. So like if yeah, the Warriors exactly. were in here and they had to go against the Lakers and the Clippers and the Mavs and stuff like that, that would be fun. I would love to see Steph Curry in here, but. As far as having like a, a clear cut favorite, I'm glad that yeah. doesn't exist. Yeah, I'm trying to remember the time when we had the Cavs and the Warriors play four times in a row. That's ridiculous, man. That was, I can't believe we went through that. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The NBA yeah, fixed always trying to like problem. stir up noise and like, oh, maybe this team, the Rockets, will make a run. Yo, the Rockets, the Rockets probably had the best chance of derailing everything. Yeah, three, no, two, and they, the Raptors too. Yeah. The Raptors did not. But, not not yeah, against the Raptors LeBron. Just had LeBron's number. 
Oh, or Ron sorry, had the Raptors Ron had, number. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you guys yeah. watched the Game of Zones, right? The one on the East. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, there's just no hope. Every year, some team like says they're gonna do it, but they just can't. I don't know. I think the Warriors are back down to um, not like guaranteed to like be in the West, uh, like to represent the West. So I think that's fair. I mean, LeBron's even. there and Kawhi's there, but I think right. yeah, I think they're it'll be fun next year. It'll, everything will be fun. I'll watch anything, honestly. I f- I'm so glad that basketball just like fixed itself, dude. I I remember being so apathetic towards basketball, like. For like before even before the warriors were a thing but like remember when the map like in 2011 2012 like when the mavs were the champions and then like we had the whole lebron on the heat kind of deal I mean, that was fun to watch it was fun to watch but i feel like this era of basketball is just so much it, like you said that you don't know the outcome and it just feels like a lot more interesting feels like football <laughs> that might just be a personal thing but that's yeah, like definitely like football football is way more interesting to watch because literally any team could win any year yeah yeah and that's how it feels now. Like, okay, so do you guys have like a, a a team that you can clearly say like I feel like this is these guys have a re- like a seventy five percent shot of winning the title? The Sixers. Seventy five percent. No, but I feel like um we had during those eras we had those players who just you would expect to like win any series like the LeBrons right or the Kobe's or yeah. You know, and I feel like there are players that hey, are emerging. Wait, real quick, uh, today's Kobe's birthday, actually. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. Forty second. Happy birthday, Kobe. Um, Happy birthday. Uh, yeah, so I feel like we're seeing um, players emerge into those roles right now, such as like Giannis or even you know Luca. I Luka, think, yeah. but they're not there yeah. yet. So they're not there yet. We're in that interesting I... phase where LeBron is bowing out and they're stepping up, but they're right, still right. evenly matched. That's great. Precisely. Yeah, oh, fun time to be a basketball fan. Yeah, real quick, um, I think we're about to wrap up, but I just want to say, just like watching all of these NBA games, um, like certainly I, I'm very glad the NBA is back, but I feel like the com- like the ball movement and player movement that the Warriors had, like that was that was like the most fun brand of basketball to watch. And I haven't had that exact same feeling, um, like even watching all of these games. I think the Raptors get the closest to that, but um the the Warriors branded basketball was something like amazing to watch even if you knew they were going to win every single time yeah I feel like right now a lot of teams just have like two three players that can individually score on their own and they just like take turns trying to score exactly they just take turns like oh Kawhi will do it this time okay next time Lou will do it or and so on so forth the disrespect to playoff (laughs) (laughs) P no he did he did do he had two drives in the end he had nine points today yeah (laughs) Three for Man, I, Google I really hope he can actually. Well, for the sake of entertainment value, I hope he doesn't put it together because dude, the no, games are closer when he does. Dude, if the Mavs win this year, they could be in the Western Conference Finals. Like, who do they play next if they win? They'd play the Jazz or the Nuggets. Jazz and Nuggets. Oh, I can, yeah, I, I, can, I can see them beating them. Yeah, Lakers and Lakers and Mavs in the Western Conference Finals, dude. Dude, I want to see the Boban Marjanovic and, and Rudy Gobert matchup. Oh man, <laughs> the trees, the trees. It'd be a forest in the paint. All right, uh, that is going to do it for us. Hope you all enjoyed our recap of the first week of the playoffs. We'll be coming back next week with more reactions to the rest of the playoffs, more previews for the upcoming rounds. Uh, hopefully hopefully we get some more good games that match the intensity that we've seen so far. Uh, if you want to support the podcast, check the link in Spotify. You can give us some money. Uh, and we'll catch you all in the next episode. See ya!